right, hello everyone. Welcome to The Reserve Tank. My name is Sam Bendall and I will be your host. The Reserve Tank is a podcast for riders by riders. We're going to introduce you to experienced personalities in the world of motorcycling and seek to give you a quote-unquote reserve tank of motorcycle knowledge on countless topics. We're also going to have a little fun. I'm going to attempt to bring some funny to the table, but I'm not a funny guy. Maybe I will be. Maybe I'll succeed. We shall see. Motorcycles are fun and freeing, and when we're not out riding them, why not talk about them or maybe learn something new? Some of you might be wondering who I am. Others might not because you're friends of mine and you're awesome enough to tune in and subscribe to this podcast, but I am an active and avid, passionate motorcyclist who is based here in sunny Southern California. I am also a former motorcycle and automotive journalist, motorcycle instructor, and I currently work as the Motorcycle Show's lead content developer, and I am host of our online video series, Inside the Garage with IMS and IMS Rides. When I'm not doing those things, I'm often wasting my time watching cat videos on Instagram or hunting for the next great whiskey to add to my home collection. But I digress. Let's get back to motorcycles. We have a number of great topics to discuss with you this season. We're going to talk about how to get into adventure motorcycling, how to make new motorcycle friends and expand your motorcycle community, how to grow as a rider, and why ongoing professional training is more important now than you can even imagine, but also how to seek out that training and learn from the right people. So without further ado, let's get into it. Let's meet our first guests on this premiere episode. Hey everyone, for our first ever Reserve Tank episode, we've teamed up with Andrew and Derek from Meta Magazine to discuss how you can explore and discover your riding community. So our guest today, Andrew Campo, along with Ben Geese, founded Meta in 2014. Their vision was to bring an art-driven speciality publication to the market and also highlight the unique emotions, places, people, and artists within the ever-expanding modern motorcycle culture. Sharing a passion for motorcycling, Derek joins Andrew today, and he joined up with Team Meta uh, and is now focused on managing events, contributing editorial content, and working to create brand partnerships for this awesome Denver-based publication. So... Thanks, Andrew and Derek, for joining us. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Oh, we're doing excellent. Uh, really appreciate the opportunity to connect with you guys and talk about community and um, be a part of, uh, I guess, your first uh, guest on on the, your podcast. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Of course, man. We're really excited. How's everything in Denver right now? Uh, things in Denver are great. It's uh, as far as motorcycles are concerned. Uh, the last two days have been beautiful. It was uh, really hot over the last week. Um, it's uh, not typically a hundred degrees here, but it was for a stretch of four or five days. And now we've got some cooler weather. And um, looking forward to actually riding some bikes, uh, maybe this evening or into the weekend. Where do you guys find yourself often going? What's your kind of go-to spots? You know, we're pretty fortunate to be very close to um, the Golden area, and there's lots of access to to the mountains right there. So, um, you know, if I want to do a quick ride, uh, we're sometimes frequent what they call Lookout Mountain um, and or up into Golden Gate Canyon, which will take you up. Uh, There's a loop we do that's called Centennial Cone. It is uh, about a nice little hour and a half ride, but really gets you outside of the city and into some some two-lane roads with not a lot of traffic. Uh, there's there's endless routes. Um, we can also head east and get out into the plains, which is nice to do from time to time. 
uh, and or do a city ride. There's uh, there's great neighborhoods and um, places to to visit along rides here in Denver in the city. It's a, a vibrant city, and uh, so yeah, it all depends on I think what how much time we have. Um, but yeah, there's there's rides in in all directions around here. It's a wonderful place to to live if you're a motorcyclist. You guys got me sold. I'm being in Southern California. Same same thing. We were able to just kind of go out and ride whenever we want. And for me, a, a nice little loop is Palos Verdes. Just getting out for like an hour is incredibly good for the soul. So for you guys, let's jump in a little bit to the riding community. You guys have a downtown location in downtown Denver, a uh, beautiful space, uh, one that we as uh, the IMS team enjoyed when we brought the IMS show to Denver last year, came for a little after party and enjoy that. But tell us, what was the idea uh, when you launched this multi-purpose space? Because it's, it's also your offices, correct? Uh, correct. And it's, um, we've been in here just shy of two years now, and it's a, a work in progress. Definitely has, a, it, the building gives us an opportunity to engage with community through events. We have a little retail space in here. Uh, we have a barber shop. We have a design studio next door. It's uh, like-minded people all, all under one roof, uh, mostly creatives, and uh, a great communal spot. I'm pretty certain that we're the only pit bike track in downtown Denver. <laughs> right. So we've got a pit bike track out back, and um, and it's just a cool spot. So yeah, we moved into this building, like I said, um, just shy of two years ago with the idea of expanding this space into maybe a cafe slash bar type of environment. That's a massive project that we're, we're looking at doing in 21, but um, unfortunately with everything that's going on in the world today, we're, we're kind of on hold, if you will, with that. But um, <clears throat> to date it's acted, you know, it's allowed us to, to host rides, um, typically we we invite local community to ride with us twice a month, and and we'll use this as a starting and stopping point. And, um, and then we also have movie nights here, and parties, and events, and we've used the space to to bring in other brands like Royal Enfield. Uh, they did a new model release here um, where they riders from you know around Colorado and and I. I think some people from other surrounding states showed up to demo new bikes from Royal. It's just been a, a great community foundation for us. Has, uh, has anyone gotten married at Meta yet? Uh, yeah. Actually. <laughs> yeah, actually, there's been two or three weddings at Meta so far. And, and that's, uh, it's funny you ask. We do uh, rent the space out to other companies and or private parties for events. Um, so there's been some private parties here, a couple handful of weddings. It was really cool, SRAM, which is a mountain bike component company. Um, they invited their their regional dealers and media in here to look at new components, which is really nice because uh, you know, it, it, it's another two-wheeled community brought into our space. So um, yeah, there, there's been a, there's been a couple weddings in here. So do you guys see this kind of becoming more of a trend in the motorcycle lifestyle space? Is it kind of necessary for the survival of these of, of niche motorcycle brands? No, I think it's a great opportunity for, for us, of, of course, um, 
just to kind of be communal facing here in Denver. You know, prior to this, we just worked from a private office, but it also allows us to engage with our brand partners and bring them into our space and put them in front of our community. I, I think it's really important. It's it served as a good, a great spot for those things for sure. Uh, what precipitated you guys creating this space? Was there a moment in time in your guys' past that served as the impetus for being like, we're going to create a really awesome motorcycle venue that really speaks to the culture and we want to make it this? I think some of the influence originally came from uh, spending time in uh, Portland at CC Motorcycles. Amazing people and an amazing spot. And we had visited there in the very early days of Meta around 2015 or so. Came back to Denver and we were thinking, wow, we'd love to have a space, but how do you make sense of it monetarily? We built a plan for this building three years prior to moving in here. And also uh, Deus um, in Indonesia was another uh, influencer for this space. And we've seen it work elsewhere. Uh, we wanted to do something unique to our brand. So we've, uh, we came in here with the idea of, you know, maybe a meta themed ice cream parlor, you know, a, a retail space, um, small cafe, a, a mix of, of things, a barber shop, which we have in the space now as well. To get a bar up and running in here is, you know, that's uh, about a year's worth of construction and a massive plan. That That is our long, long-term long goal, but um, I think the building has served its purpose before even breaking ground on that project. I mean, that's rad. It's the fact that you guys, I mean, the pit bike track alone draws me like nothing else. And that's what, when we come back next year, I'm, I'll, I won't have the caster boot on my leg and be able to have a coffee and have all the little nice accoutrements that motorcyclists are so used to once we're not riding uh, is, I think, really important in a motorcycle lifestyle space like what you guys have going on. Yeah, I think um, it's definitely at some level um, become a destination. And uh, ultimately, that's, you know, we wanted it to be a destination spot, um, you know, once we're up and running as, as a, a bar um, slash cafe. But uh, yeah, we've, it's been really cool because we've had, we've met so many new people. Um, people are interested in our publication and they come in and, and uh, heck, I just met a new friend yesterday, actually, that we're going to go riding um, soon. So yeah, it, it's allowed us to shake hands with people and for them to get to know the people behind the book and uh, yeah, doors are open you know, five days a week and it's it's great there's a lot of people that pass through colorado on destination rides that have been seeking us out where have you where have you guys gone in the air in areas surrounding denver to kind of broaden that community uh, and how is how is meta kind of contributing to that sense of community obviously we have the the life the space itself right um, but what are there any events that are being you guys are putting on? I know that's a difficult question given the current climate that we're living in. Uh, but what has worked for Meta in the past? Yes, yeah, and so I mean it's a great question. And, and to your point, um, I can comment on what we've done pre-COVID to help build a sense of community and bring together different riders from different landscapes. And Andrew touched on earlier, we would uh, launch some group rides that were led by Meta on weekends, where we'd uh, venture up into the foothills and again 
you know, all types of riders, all types of bikes were invited. And uh, it really helped build a sense of community and bring, you know, a little bit of, of awareness to our space here and, and what we can do to kind of contribute to bringing people together. On top of that, we would do, uh, we'd host movie nights where we would show moto-themed movies on any Sunday, Fastest Indian, etc., as well as new volume releases where we would either launch a new video or one of our new volumes to also bring together the community and, and show them not just what Meta has to offer, but, you know, make some new connections across the local Denver riding community. That's really rad because you guys are essentially like all of us who are passionate about riding, you're motorcycle advocates. So you're being able to create this sense of community by also educating and exploring everything that is motorcycling and offering that to, I think, new riders or even continuing riders is really important to like expanding and broadening your horizons. So let's talk a little bit too about, you know, like let's say I'm a new rider. I'm someone who just kind of got into motorcycling or I've been riding for a little bit and I have a couple friends here and there. What are the best ways that we can really tell people like this is how, this is a great way to make connections in motorcycling. There's obviously going out and seeing people face to face, right? So visiting Meadow would be one of those, one of those uh, tactics. Another one, uh, let's move toward like the digital end, right? How can people really formulate good relationships, foster those relationships through digital? Yeah, I think um, social media plays a big part in that, you know, whether it's just keeping up on something like Instagram and following um, some local, you know, writers or groups through social media channels, Facebook groups. I know Facebook hasn't, um, isn't what it used to be. And it's been, uh, depending on who you talk to, it may get a, a bad rap, but there's still a lot of uh, community involvement and um, promotion through uh, Facebook groups, whether that's a type of brand or a specific type of uh, bike that you like riding or an area or types of uh, riders that you you think you want to associate yourself with, I think Facebook is a, is a good place to start. Me personally, anytime that I explore maybe a new model or new brand or even a new type of writing, there's also message boards and forums out there where you can learn a lot about the bikes, uh, the people who ride them, uh, what it's all about. And, and typically those forums have, you know, a sub forum that's a local, it could be a Rocky Mountain, could be a West Coast, could be, you know, Northeast. So it's not that hard to find a, a local writing community um, to your point, digitally. Um, and I think that's uh, a really good way to kind of branch out, learn what's out there, who's out there, and, you know, maybe get in front of a new experience. Yeah. So one of those, a great, a great point to that for anybody who's listening is, you know, say, for example, I'll use myself as an example. I, I like to do a, a little bit of adventure bike riding and getting more into dual sports. So SoCal dual sport riders is a massive community. And you can find that just by typing in dual sport or dirt bike into the Facebook search tab. Uh, and because I own a Triumph Tiger 800XC, there's a Tiger 800-900 Rally Pro 800XC forum group from people all over the world that are offering information on like how to fix bikes and also places to ride. Are you guys part of any groups like that currently? Um, you know, we may subscribe to different groups on an individual basis, but as far as having a, a dedicated social media channel, there's always, you know, meta, uh, on Instagram, um, as well as Facebook, but we do have a local, uh, meta Denver, uh, Instagram account, which is where we would promote some of our, uh, local events. 
Yeah, and we've we've had the opportunity. Uh, another event that we had here in the space uh, that was a more dual sport focused is um, a brand called Moscow does uh, happy hour events, and they kind of travel. They're direct to consumer brand, and they they travel around the country hosting events. And um, that was maybe last summer that they they hosted a happy hour here at Meta, and I was overwhelmed at how many people from that community showed up. Um, people that were unaware of our brand, uh, for the most part, it was great. We we got to engage with those guys. So um, we do work with other groups. Um, you know, it's case by case, and most of the times it's somebody reaching out to us, you know, wanting to to maybe bring their their community into our space. So it's uh, it's worked that way in the past. Big shout out to uh, Pete and Ashley over at Moscow. We love everything you guys do uh really kind of supporting the adventure and dual sport community great, yeah, bag, great bags <laughs> i'll second that um it was truly a pleasure working with them and uh it, it was exciting to see um, their pull within community um that's uh, i think that brand has a has a great following and um and a very large community how can let's talk you guys are clearly amazing creatives like there's so much beautiful photography in meta i mean whether it's in the print publication or the the online videos that are produced so do you guys think that there's value in sharing photography online to kind of broaden yourself kind of creating your own brand as a motorcyclist uh, and how can kind of people go about doing that in a effective way what advice would you give to new motorcyclists or current motorcyclists uh, who are going out for a ride and sharing images of themselves and where they're going? Well, first off, I think um, it, Instagram's very interesting, um, especially over the course of the last you know, six, seven years. Uh, it, it allows people, <coughs> community is a big part of motorcycling, expressing yourself. I think um, there's I think there's been a, a big draw to motorcycles over the last, you know, whatever, 10 years. And people, motorcycling's cool. It's a, they want to take pictures of their bikes. They want to take pictures of their adventures and share. Um, we've done a couple photo contests recently that um, the the winners, they're, it's called MetaSelect. But uh, we've done some photo contests that allow our readers or followers on Instagram to to uh, share that MetaSelect hashtag, and we've actually pulled um, you know a winner, and their photo is becomes a spread in Meta, and that's really cool because we're seeing you know we're seeing images from all over the world, uh, we're seeing people tune in to to our brand and maybe be influenced by some of the the photography and creative that is uh, falls within our pages. So it's a, uh, I don't know, I think, I think the tool of Instagram to kind of I mean, pull these communities together has been really interesting. Uh, people love sharing their stories and their images and preserving those, those rides through their, through their photography. Um, it, it, it's a really cool thing. Sometimes I, I'll be honest, sometimes it can be kind of cheesy. There's, there's uh, <laughs> there's some goofy stuff out there, but uh, for the most part, you know, it's 
I think it's a great way. Let's just take a new rider, for example. You get a bike and you spend X amount of dollars on, on helmets and accessories and all the things that you want to go and you, you start, you know, taking those first rides and in, in those adventures. Um, you, you want to share that whether your your followers are motorcyclists or not. Um, mm-hmm. it, it seems like it, it seems like anybody riding a motorcycle is definitely documenting their their travels or even their day-to-day adventures or their relationship, maybe an intimate relationship with a motorcycle. And you, know, you get a new bike, you fall in love with it. It's like a girlfriend or a boyfriend, you know? And uh, I, I think uh, it, you know, you're excited and uh, Instagram gives you that opportunity to express that excitement or to share your journey. Um, it's uh, I think that's what Instagram is, is best used for, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think a lot of it, I mean, to your, to your, back to your question about what the importance of documenting your ride, um, I'm sure I'm not the only one that will go through, you know, and surf through Instagram and they'll see some photos and, and uh, I want to know where is that? So I think it's important that people will tag the location because a lot of times I put that in my, in my virtual, you know, I've got to go ride that place list. You know, I'm sure we all have that. Uh, I don't want to call it a bucket list, but basically a list of places that we'd love to ride, you know, whether it's over the Bixby Bridge in Northern California or like you were, you and I were talking about earlier, Swing Arm City in Utah. So um, you may not realize it when you're tagging a location that you're, you know, you may be helping someone out as far as broadening their horizon, expanding their list of places that they really want to ride. And that's such a great thing to highlight about the motorcycle community in and of itself. That people are so welcoming. You know, if you reach out to somebody and you start a conversation with them, uh, you know, there's this really great opportunity to kind of maybe meet new people by just putting yourself out there. Yeah, and I'm personally really big on that. Um, I uh, I love meeting new people and making new friends, and motorcycle's been an amazing tool for that. Uh, it's a common thread where, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of motorcycle you're riding on, and sometimes even... In the last two days, I've had two different people pull up to me at stoplights and um, ask me about my bike and um, pulled over and had a big, long conversation with a guy yesterday. And it's uh, it's great. I, lo- I love meeting new people. And I think motorcycles allowed me to make hundreds of friends um, across the globe. And it's that common thread and uh, and a big brotherhood, if you will. Have you guys found that as you've kind of aged more into motorcycling that your riding preference has shifted a little bit or you've you've come to adopt different kind of riding styles or be like that wasn't a bike I thought I'd ride but I'm digging it now. Yeah, actually I'm I'm living proof of that. I mean, when I was much younger, I was really hyped up on sport bikes, you know, couldn't get enough of sport bikes and then as I got older, I, I appreciated bikes that had uh, handlebars uh, versus clip-ons, <laughs> more of a uh, neutral riding position and um, even uh, once we, I started partnering with Andrew and the Meta guys, um, they've opened up my eyes to other brands. You know, um, uh, we're all big fans of Triumph. I, at one point, I never thought I'd own a Triumph, and, and now I've, I've got a couple because I love them so much. They're, you know, just a bike that's easy to ride. I love my Bonneville. Um, to your point, you know, it's always good to expand your horizons um, with experiencing different types of motorcycles you know and as you get older or, or, or as you may find yourself among different people different riding groups and uh, that like 
adventure bikes. Those are awesome. It's, I, um, I don't have a lot of experience on an adventure bike, but a couple of years ago, I had the, the opportunity to participate on a BMW uh, launch and, and got to experience their line of GS bikes. Absolutely blew me, blew me away. I have a, a huge respect for not just the engineering that goes behind those bikes, but what you can do on them and, and you know, that community as well. They're just it seems like the, the adventure bike guys are highly skilled riders, and there was a lot that I was able to learn and take away from that experience. So, so yeah, to your point, um, uh, it's it's always good to you know keep your your options open and, and welcome a new experience on a new bike or a new group of riders. So there's so much out there to experience, whether it's the dirt, uh, street, a little bit of both. Um, so I definitely think that, um, and I would probably speak for a few riders out there that it's always great um, to experience um, a new flavor of motorcycling. It's a bit refreshing. A big shout out to all my adventure bike riders. I am love that essentially the Swiss army knife of motorcycles. (laughs) Um, Just to wrap up, let's talk a little bit about any kind of tips you could give riders out there who that are trying to find their community. You know, what are some additional ways that they can go about that? Sure. I mean, outside of that social media experience, and uh, I would say, you know, attend local bike nights. A lot of times, even dealerships will have, well, they'll sponsor uh, demo rides, for example. Um, get out there, experience new things in the, in the community. Also, um, sign up for something that's a little bit more organized. You know, uh, we encourage everyone to do uh, take an MSF course, a riding safety course. Um, make sure you've got the the motorcycle endorsement on your license. It's important that you know you bring some legitimacy to your uh, your your riding uh, ability, and not just the basic classes, but there's also uh, some professional instruction that you can take, whether it's on on pavement or on dirt. I actually was able to experience American Super Camp earlier this year. It's one of the best things I've done, right, to kind of fine hone some of my riding skills. And and you're you're never too old or too experienced to to uh, improve your your riding skill set. So I'm a big fan of organized riding events, whether it's uh, non-competitive track days, um, mini moto events. We have mini moto here in, in Denver where guys will get small dis- on small displacement bikes and rip around a karting track. Um, and again, that builds a sense of community as well. So I think there's a lot of options out there. It's just part of it's putting yourself out there, trying trying to uh, learn more, experience more, and go in, you go into it with a, a humble perspective and that you're there to learn and not prove anything. Danny Walker at American Super Camp may be one of my top five most fun experiences in my entire life. I never thought, and and I think this is so important to so many people that may not know it, is that you can have so much fun on a small motorcycle, whether it's in the dirt at American Super Camp or going to like a mini moto event, you will be humbled quickly exactly uh, at what you don't know or think you know as a rider. I'll, I'll jump in real quick. Um, first off, I think the world of Danny and um, his team at Supercamp. Ben and myself attended Supercamp uh, three, four years ago during the winter when it was super cold. There was no riding here, so it was, you know, a blessing to be able to go to an indoor arena and uh, take on Supercamp. And um, instruction was incredible. I've been I've been riding motorcycles since I was six years old, and um, you know, spent my life uh, growing up racing. And I'm just I thought I knew how to ride a motorcycle until <laughs> I went to Super Camp and realized I did. <laughs> I learned more at Super Camp, you know, than I did, you know, in my 20 years of coming up with, you know, racing and working with, 
you know, local coaches and things of that nature. But uh, yeah, I can't speak highly enough about Super Camp. And, and uh, on this topic here, I was just thinking to like, uh, we've got some local dealers that, that we do business with um, or, or that we do community stuff with. One is Foothills BMW Triumph. We'll be we'll be going to an open house, a small, a small kind of intimate thing um, that they're going to do on Friday. But I've outside looking in, I've been really impressed with what dealers are doing to reach out to local community and new riders and and hosting Erico down the street. There's Erico Motorsports that shares the same street as us here in Denver, and uh, they do mechanic workshops. They host rides. Um, I think for for somebody new to motorcycling, a little advice would be to you know tap into your local dealer because I think dealers are, are very communal focused and doing a really good job at it. At least the ones that I'm, I'm uh, have relationships with here in Denver. All right, guys, I think we're kind of there. Um, are there any things we can talk about right before we wrap up? Uh, anything that's coming up? When are you guys doing your next Meta Select Photo Contest? Uh, what's next for Meta? Well, for Meta, we currently uh, we're working on volume 19, um, which is our third volume of, of the year here. Uh, that that will release, uh, we'll put send files to the the printer mid August. So we're kind of knee deep in that. Um, just released volume 18 a few weeks ago, um, which uh, I know I, I'm I'm partial to Meta, but because it's a, a product that we produce, but I, I honestly think it's one of the best volumes that, that we've put out and special to us because it was um, kind of trying times with COVID and everything else. And we just kept our heads down and, and uh, I think put forth our best effort. So, um, you know, as a team, we're working on a lot of different projects right now, which is, uh, which is great. Uh, August is going to be our busiest month of the year. Um, so we're just doing that, and uh, as far as riding is concerned, we're we're not really pulling community together right now for obvious reasons. But um, so no, so no, no social distancing rides, no major or small events. I would say, um, not not at this time. You know, I was, these last couple of weeks we're seeing the resurgence of the spike, and you know we we just want to be really careful with that, and you know bring community together when the time is right. And um, so we're we're riding. Um, I ride on a daily basis. I've got a couple friends, and we're just trying to be, um, you know, aware of the of what's going on in the world today. Um, Meta Select the next contest. Um, I don't have a date on that, but I would assume that we'll do something here within the next month or two. Uh, that will be announced on Meta's Instagram, and um, we've. Recently, just also wrapped up a, a film showcase, which was uh, really interesting on our side as well. Uh, we did that alongside our friends at Revit, and um, it was a great success as well. So, um, just working on working on things, staying positive. Um, you know, we've we've been uh, also working on some like roundtable Zoom conferences with other industry. Um, people from different brands, um, marketers, event managers, things of that nature. We, I guess as far as community is concerned, that's that's something we haven't done um, prior to COVID, but uh, COVID has actually allowed us to kind of spearhead some um, roundtable dis 
discussions that are bringing industry together to learn from one another and uh, share and, and help explore and you know navigate these these strange times so um, we're going to have one of those roundtable discussions next tuesday which is awesome so uh, we might not be writing together but as an industry we're coming together and um, helping each other when we can yeah that's that's what's exciting to me at this moment there seems to be a lot of that happening. There is a lot of discussion. We also have a more, for those of you that are interested in the motorcycle industry, we have a business to business podcast called The Center Stand. Uh, it's hosted by my friend Robert Pandia. And we are diving a lot into how the business of motorcycling is evolving with this COVID crisis. And it takes all of us. It takes it takes a lot of it takes a lot of work, a lot of discussion, and really addressing the issues so that this industry can really stay afloat. So if that's something you're interested in as well, you know, go ahead, make sure you subscribe to that, uh, and also pay attention or keep an eye out for the roundtables that Meta will be doing in the future. Absolutely. All right, guys, I'm gonna wrap it up. So. Andrew, Derek, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of The Reserve Tank. Hopefully we've given you a little bit of information on how to discover your riding community. Make sure that you subscribe to The Reserve Tank podcast on continuetheride.com and on iTunes. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Meta Magazine at readmeta.com. Follow them on Instagram at Meta, M-E-T-A. And again, that website is readmeta, R-E-A-D, like reading, not riding, okay? Uh, just to celebrate motorcycling through photography and other evergreen stories. For this week, ride smart, ride safe. We'll see you out there on the road. It's been great having you. Thanks, Excellent. guys. Appreciate it, Sam.